and welcome to The Spread with Kaz and Nini. I'm your host, Kaz. And Nini, and I hope you're having a lovely day. <laughs> By the way, I have to say, what? it's so good to hear your voice again. Oh, really? That is so fantastic. <laughs> I've been so nervous about this, so it's good that you're excited about I'm hearing so my voice excited. again. Yes, <laughs> yes, she's in my headphones and she's sitting right across from me. Oh, yeah, and we are talking about stuff that you definitely want to hear about. Absolutely, and it's everything that you expect the two of us to be sitting across the table from each other talking about. And we have our clothes on. We promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't Okay, yes. <laughs> so, a little bit about The Spread. The Spread. It's a show about sex positivity and open conversations. Wide open conversations. <laughs> I mean, I just had to throw that in, right? <laughs> I know. So, everything to do with sex, everything to do with sexuality, everything to do with your body, everything to do with your relationship with your partner and how you relate with your bodies. This is a show where you're going to have it all. And you can also ask your questions. I know that a lot of us have, um, you know, discussions with people that we care about, about contraception or just generally sex and what to do and how to improve our sex lives and how to start to understand our bodies better. And here's where you can put your questions on the table. Here's where you can get your questions answered. If you want to send in those questions, the email address is thespreadkenya at gmail.com and just address it to Kazanini and we will be asking your questions on the podcast and we'll also be answering your questions on the podcast. All right. So today's show is all about contraception. Yeah. Yes. What do you do to protect yourself from getting the bump? <laughs> wow. <laughs> right into it. Right into it. <laughs> but wait, wait, let's just start with first. What is contraception? Like just def define also. it, define it the way, you know, you would if you were a teacher in a classroom explaining it to a student. What is contraception? Students, listen. <laughs> Today we are learning about contraceptive. Yes, that's teacher. Exactly, that's the first thing that comes to mind. It's like, and all the all the children in school will go, yeah, where? Exactly. But we are not talking to children in schools, right? No, even though we are in a classroom setting right now. So contraception, get yourself unpregnant. Not, not. Pregnant. Not, not, not pregnant. <laughs> we're not trying to get people unpregnant. <laughs> we're trying to not get pregnant, but we're exactly. also trying to enjoy our sexual experiences and enjoy sex with each other, mm. but keep ourselves and each other safe. And this is from a man's point of view and from a woman's point of view as well. So don't think, Ati, this whole story of pregnancy should fall just as a responsibility of the woman. No, we want our men to be involved. If you're in a in a bisexual relationship or a homosexual relationship, and, you know, if you're in a homosexual relationship, it's not really important, right? But if you are in a heterosexual relationship, then this is something that both of you need to be talking about. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, so there are about 15 different types of contraceptives which allow you to enjoy sex without the risk of getting pregnant. These birth control methods include condoms, the diaphragm, which, by the way, I don't think caught on in Kenya so much or in Africa. I, I think it's a very American yeah, form of, of and movie thing because me, that contraption cannot go anywhere near my vagina. I know, right? <laughs> um, also, that by the way, when we do get there, um, female condoms. Yes. The birth control pills, implants, IUDs, sterilization, and the emergency contraceptive. These are just a few. So there's definitely loads more. And there's natural. Wow, we have to talk about natural methods yeah. of contraception. I I know, I know, but then really you know the, the thing about discussing that. Okay, we'll get into that later. But it's like tried and tested, proven. You know, when people come to tell you, "Oh, chick, eh? I took your advice and then 
I got pregnant. Uh, this is the point where I'd like to say that we are not doctors. <laughs> we are not experts either. <laughs> so don't go around like listening to Ati every day. This we is say. not the gospel truth. Yes. Like this is stuff Take we everything. Want with a pinch of salt. No, with a pinch of salt. Like we are researching as much as we can to give you the facts as we know them. But yeah. Yeah. We're just like with a big we're not the bowl facts. of salt. <laughs> All right, so um, Nini, maybe you can start off by telling me what do you think about contraceptives? Oh, I mean, they've been part of my life for so long. First of all, because I got pregnant so young. So that story was not coming back into my life again. And I've had, you know, I've had a great gynecologist who I've, and she's been consistent throughout the years with me. So we we talked about everything from the injection to the pill to finally what I settled on, which is the Mirena coil. But I've had, you know, the, the pill was one of the worst things for me because um, I remember gaining so much weight. I remember acne. I remember getting headaches and just being depressed and all that stuff. So that, I think I tried that out for like three months and then said, this one is not working for me. What I'm on right now, which is the coil, is it has its plus and minus, you know, because I'm not a kind of person who wants to pop something or have something that I can see under my skin. So you mm-hmm. forget about it. But then there's also now the experience of like heavy bleeding when, when you're on your period. It lasts forever before it goes. What's forever? Like, it, you know, you can have your period for like, I can have my period for like 10 days. Eesh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As if seven isn't long enough. <laughs> At least, you know, I used to have it for four days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so word. that's, and it's heavier than it was before. So I'm not at the place where I can say that I have found something that doesn't affect me. And that's why this show is so important for me because you know that I've been, you know, researching on natural forms of contraception mm-hmm. because this whole hormonal messing around with my hormones, I have felt the effects as a person, like in my moods, in my temperament, in just how I relate with life. So, how can we avoid messing up? ourselves inside that's a question that i would want to get answered today that's such a uh, catch-22 i mean the 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 best answer for that is just to try as much as you can to use the least intrusive form of contraception Uh, my experience with contraceptives yeah um when i was younger i was on the pill using femi plan do you Mm, remember that yeah i remember (laughs) and so i went on it (laughs) and i i don't know i guess i couldn't really tell i was young Um, my hormones were already everywhere yeah (laughs) the pill was just like yeah it's a party in here (laughs) why don't you mess us up some more (laughs) exactly and then um just very recently i went to see my gynecologist to ask about different uh, methods of contraception and i did ask about the marina because you had told me about it to you and somebody else and the one piece of advice she gave me about that, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, the Mirena is the coil, right? Yes, yes. But then there is an IU. There's an, it's IUD, an IUD. But there's another one. There's a copper coil, and then there's an the IUD coil. I don't know if they're the same thing. But then one of the the, I, the Mirena coil has um, progesterone that gets injected into your body in small doses, uh-huh. and the um, the copper coil doesn't have it. So, so what's the, the, the aim copper coil? The, yeah. the co- is this copper itself apparently is a natural. Um, contraception, um, contraceptive, yeah. But when I tried the copper coil, my body rejected it. Like I went into labor, like pains for oh, a day. I was put under. Word. You know, they, I was I was admitted, put under. I fell, I slept, I woke up. I was still, you know, like cramping. So they had to take it out. But the after copper, how long? A day. 
like I got it in yesterday. I spent the night in the hospital because it felt like I was in labor. And then I was like, screw this. This is not going to work for me. Yeah. yeah. So the next day it was out. So it was... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the sound effects. I asked my doctor about yeah. Mirena, and the one thing that she said to me is that it's mostly recommended to women who have given birth. Mm. In terms of the hormonal imbalance, it doesn't mess too much with your system. Yeah. But she said it's something about the where it's placed, where inside your uterus it's placed. And that's why it's um, more for women who've already given birth. Oh, I've already given birth. Yeah, and that's why she recommended that I... Don't put the... And her recommendation was that I go on the patch, which is for people who have terrible memories. I have a goldfish memory. <laughs> <laughs> like, I literally can't even remember what my doctor said about that. UD. <laughs> but the patch is was so convenient because you just... There's three patches inside a packet and you stick it on for a week. And every week at the same time, you replace it and... After the third one, you wait seven days. So seven days is when you have your period. And then when your seven days are over, then you go back again to another packet of three. And it works exactly like the pill. So it releases the... the it releases the exact same amount of hormones into your system as the pill does. Mm. So it's it's also very, like less intrusive yeah. than, for example, the injection. But then when you talk about intrusive, what do you mean? Is it intrusive in the sense like it's going into your skin, into your body, or intrusive in the sense that it's messing uh, the natural systems of the way your body runs? I'm talking about the system. So there's, there's you're right, two different types of intrusive. It's, it's non-intrusive in the physical sense. Yeah. So you don't put it in anywhere. You just kind of stick it on your bum or on your um, arm. Shoulder. It's really yeah. up to you. Um, with a patch, you're not supposed to stick it anywhere near your breasts as well um but yeah anywhere else on your body if you want on your stomach on your bum on your thigh on your shoulder yeah um so it's really easy it doesn't come off in the shower it comes off easily when it's time for it to come out it's for me it worked mm -hmm. yeah and how much is it it's i've never even tried <clears throat> the patch by the way or even seen it in a store or, or pharmacy how much is the patch it's 1600 shillings for the pack of three and the pa the pack lasts three a months month. so um, a month it's it lasts one cycle okay yeah fantastic so that's what worked for you that's what worked yeah and what what has it done to your body has it changed anything uh, you know to be completely honest i only I used know. it for one month <laughs> and then i was like i'm done <laughs> i don't know why so you're on nothing right now. I'm on now. nothing right now, but also I'm on no one right oh. now. <laughs> okay, that's something we have to talk about, getting Kaza somebody. Yes, let's. Let's get Kaza somebody. Let's get hashtag. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. We have some questions that we want to answer about contraception. Plus, I want to talk about what is a natural menstrual cycle. Before you go messing it up so you understand what your body has to go through first during that cycle. And then decide you want to mess up that function, right? Yes. I also do want to talk about men's roles in contraceptives yes. and in contraception. So yeah. we can do that after this. Yeah, we'll be right back. This is The Spread with Kaz and Nibs. Take it, cause I know I found something special. 
show So I just wanna lay down my body And just expose myself to you Oh baby So lay down your body And just expose yourself to me too Because I want your love Will you give me love Make my dream a reality Secrets with you, cause with you I have no fear. Because my soul is ready and my heart is vacant. I want you to be with me every step I'm taking. Cause I know now I found something special. That's why I just wanna lay down my body and just expose myself to you. Oh baby, so lay down your body and just expose yourself to me too. Cause I want your love, will you give me love, make my dream a reality Cause I know I'm not gonna run around looking for something that's right in front of me Right in front of me Looking for something that's right in front of me Boy, kiss me, I'm dying
Hey, welcome back to the spread with Kaz and me. Oh yeah, we are so back, and we're talking about um, contraception and what's the best method for you to use. But before we go into that, Kaz, I really want to talk about what a menstrual cycle is for. You mm-hmm. know, I think it's been taken as a curse for, by hundreds of thousands of women for hundreds of thousands of years that we don't even look at it as something that cleanses our body on a monthly basis. And the things that are supposed to happen when you have your menstrual cycle as a woman is you're supposed to um, have the maturation of about a dozen unripe cells that release estrogen into the body. Mm-hmm. And then you, your body produces a lot of cervical fluid, which can keep a sperm alive inside of you for up to five days. And then there's a buildup of a new uterine lining. And then there's ovulation or the release of one ripe egg, which will live for only 12 to 24 hours. And then there's the production of progesterone, which is another hormone that prepares the uterus for fertilization. And then if pregnancy doesn't occur, then the release of the uterine lining happens. That is what we call your menstrual cycle. So based off of this information, um, you know, it's it's very funny. There is a time of the month when I get really wet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just like, and I always thought that it was when I'm ovulating, but then the ovulation always takes place a few a few days later. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that the ovulation was, was equal to like that the cervical wetness. fluid that you're saying. Because I mean, I could just be going about my day and then there is like <laughs> in my panties. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> somebody needs to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I know. But it's so amazing how... For me, it's just the whole process of like growth, development, change, almost like a welcoming and then, oh, and then release and then it happens again and then release and then it happens again. And the thing with a a lot of these hormonal contraceptives, which are easy to use, they're quick, they're fast, you know, that's a patch. It's the IUD as well, the progesterone, um, the Mirena coil, it is the pill. Um, the morning after pill, which is one of the most terrible things that was introduced into this world. Yes. <laughs> Hormonal contraceptives basically suppress all these functions, all of these natural functions in mm. your body, whether you're taking them as a man, because I hear there's even a man's contraceptive pill that's, you know, it's being researched on food and drug testing. And I don't think, stuff. I think that's a conspiracy. I don't <laughs> think it's it's being researched on. I think it's there. They're you just refusing to, to give release it, to it because us. they don't want men to be yeah. taking the brunt. I know, because yeah. it says it blocks sperm production. You block yeah. a natural process from happening in your, bo- in your body. God bless you. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> so the thing that hormonal contraceptives do is they suppress the release of all the hormones that trigger ovulation. That's estrogen, right? And then it produces mucus, which prevents the survival of sperm inside you. Please note, sperm is supposed to survive five days so it can get a chance. Yeah. A chance. Yes, you, have, you have five to days to prove yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and then it also disrupts the ability of a fertilized egg to move inside from your um, your fallopian tubes to your utero- your uterus. It just kills that process oh. completely. And then it also prevents a buildup of the uterine lining. So what are you bleeding if you don't actually have any buildup of uterine lining? So that means your menstrual period isn't actually a menstrual period when you are on hormonal contraceptives. Imagine that. So these are the things that a lot of women have to go through by taking all these different forms of contraception. I mean, like, I just also believe that together with the emergency pill, the injection and what it suppresses from your body. I I just, I'm so not for that form of contraception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And speaking of which, um, do you mind if I jump straight into like the questions just because of our time factor? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that would be a good idea just to, yeah, get through those. Wait, 
Before I go into that, what? please, we haven't even touched on the natural methods oh my of God. contraception, okay, so which I think is very interesting. Yes. 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 So I know I know one that actually involves just natural stuff. I'd like to know if you've used it. I've, uh, you know, I'm still, I still have the Mirana coil oh, inside, okay. so okay. I don't really, I can't say I've used it. I have used it, but I haven't used it because I do the steam, I, I steam my vagina. Okay, what is that? Talk okay. about it. Okay, first of all, a natural contraception, and this is something that a friend of mine tried out when we found out about it, and she did start to bleed afterwards because she's not on any kind of contraception. Mm-hmm. But as we said, we're not experts. Sama. Yes. So yes. if you get pregnant, don't then be saying, Nini, but Nini said, So it is, you OD on parsley and vitamin C. Yes. Now, vitamin C, you can get that in food. Yes. Or you can get that in pill form. Yes. And parsley, it's basically... Parsley. Parsley. The herb. The herb, yeah. Mm. That you buy from Mamaduka around the corner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not. Maybe not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And please know the difference store. between dania and parsley. Don't we are not OD. talking <laughs> dania, by the way. We are talking <laughs> parsley here. We're not talking coriander. We're talking parsley. Yes. Oh, 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 one. Oh, five. <laughs> so, anyway, the process goes like this. You basically drink parsley tea. You shove... Uh, few strands of parsley up your vagina before you go to bed um, and you can steam with parsley as well as well where you boil you boil your parsley in water for about 10 minutes and then you cover it mm-hmm. and let it seep for 15 minutes and then you heat up the water and then you take that and put that in a bucket and then sit astride two chairs and wrap yourself with like a thick a towel. towel or a kanga or a duvet or whatever and just allow your v- vagina to, f- to be basically upon that hot steamy mm, area mm, not mm. touching the water just the of steam course. and get your vagina cleansed mm. and it's a it's a beautiful way also for you to get rid of like the dirt that accumulates because of the use of tampons mm-hmm. and you know because we don't actually bleed everything out mm-hmm. in the four days it takes a while for it to all come out and this mm. helps release all the dried up blood from all the years that it hasn't really Eesh. shed completely. I know this is, but these are natural things that happen to women. Mm. But then if that, if your insides are clean, if your vagina is taken care of like that, that means that you smell good. It means that you have a very healthy, wet, mucusy system that's going on. That mm. means when you get turned on, you get the, pr- the process is working completely. So you shove your parsley the night before. You can do your steam parsley and then you OD on like a thousand or two thousand milligrams of vitamin C. So you can drink mm-hmm. lemon tea with parsley, squeeze fresh lemons, the, put the rind in the water, mm-hmm. like grate the rind, put that in the water and just drink that for the, the entire day and before you go to sleep. Do you know what has more vitamin C than a lemon? What? Chili. How many people eat chili? But that's so fantastic because I put chili in everything. Yeah. But then it's also in kale, it's in spinach, like broccoli. Broccoli. It's yes. a lot of vegetables. Mm. The idea is like don't eat anything that doesn't have vitamin C. <laughs> For like a day. For like right? a day after or okay. two. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And if you do this, the experience I've had, the one girl who's tried it out did start bleeding. Okay. She did. And okay. she had had unprotected sex, so she was worried about getting pregnant. And then, you know, so I don't know if the sperm took or the sperm didn't take or if her period was coming anyway, whatever. Okay. But the point is that for her, it seemed to work. Yes. Yeah. And there's people who don't want 
anything to tamper with their body's natural way of working. So they'd rather use these natural forms of um, contraception. And also with steaming, it's it's just, I've read somewhere that it actually helps with your menstrual cramps, with yes. people who suffer from really yeah. crazy menstrual cramps. And fertility as well. And, you know, you can use rosemary, you can use parsley, you can use oregano, basil. You can actually steam with any herb. Mm. But this is just for the cleansing and the... And, the, and uh, menstrual cramps, for menstrual cramps, the oregano and rosemary is really good. Mm. But now for the, so it's very, it's different herbs for different things. And we can, you can get a lot more information. You know, we write articles on your blog post about what we talk about on this show. Yeah, for those of you who want to get all of this information, it's available on thecunninglinguistblog.wordpress.com. Yeah, and you can find out a lot more about this. You know, we can give you some some links to look at in case you are interested in finding about natural herbal methods of contraception or just basically taking care of you. Absolutely. Yoni and what do you call a man's? A penis. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Yoni and penis. There's no like yummy word. Yeah. Like a dingling. They should figure it out themselves. Okay. We figured out ours. Us guys, we call, call ours a yoni. <laughs> yeah. What do you want us when to call yours? When you guys figure it out, please <laughs> let us know. Remember okay, but let's get into the questions. You <laughs> yeah. know, now we're you know, just getting to what, did, um, so, what came through. Yes, we did receive a lot of your questions. Thank you. I did put out a blast and y'all did um, respond. Uh, one of the questions is from a lady called Justine. She says, what role should a man play when condoms are not involved? Should he be there? Should he support financially? Should he be there to rub your back when the nausea kicks in? What kind of a role is it that women expect a man to play? What do you think? Um, mm, I like all of the above, the financial aspect of it. I also like the rubbing of the back and the feet and all that stuff. I mean, that all works wonderfully. But then at the end of the day, a man's role is about whether he wants a child or not. And there's too many girls who are having kids, you know, irresponsibly. And then the men who had no clue left, right or center that this girl was going to get pregnant. That doesn't make sense. Now, the man's role comes in there. Is he ready to have a child? It's his responsibility if he does have a child. Mm -hmm. And the reason that a woman needs to discuss this with a man is because she needs to, he needs to be so clear that if she does get pregnant in this process of him being thinking that his sperm doesn't work, then that child is his. Mm. So a man needs to get involved in that conversation because it is about bearing children that you don't want, fatherless children that are growing up. And I'm worried about these things because... Over the years, I'm raising a child who doesn't have a father, whose father has mm. taken no interest. I didn't involve him in my conversation about contraceptives. I was taking the morning after pill like mm -hmm. it was, you know, a vitamin C tablet, perhaps. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but it wasn't. And I got pregnant and he ran away. You know, he was like, Ay, this is not my shiznit. Yeah. But the point is, you know, financially, yes, if your woman is unable to afford at the time, because it's not, you know, that's the thing. It's like women like to take, we like to take care of ourselves. So I'm not going to not take care of myself. But then if I need help to go see my gynecologist who needs 5,000 shillings every time I go and visit. And then the Mirana coil costs 15,000 shillings. A man's help is definitely welcome. Mm. But the conversation is not about just contraception. It's about the responsibility of the consequences that happen after sex. If we get mm. a child... What is your part in that? Instead of just blindly going into it. That's what I believe. Preach, sister. Sister. <laughs> and just a quick side note about this emergency pill. It's very popular for people to kind of just go popping it. But uh, what a lot of people don't know is that you shouldn't ideally take more than two doses in a year. Yeah. A lot of people think that it's in a month. But it's in a year um, mm. because it 
your immune system sort of becomes used to it and it ceases to work and then eventually you will get pregnant. Um, it's definitely not a form of contraception. It's a form of emergency contraception. So yeah. only take it when you absolutely have to or don't. I actually have a friend who's unable to keep a pregnancy to term, to carry a pregnancy to term because of how often she pops the morning after pill. And, you know, as I said, it, it, it blocks a lot of the process, the natural processes that happen to your, to your uterus and vaginal and cervix that accommodate, you know, pregnancy. Pregnancy. And mm. because it blocks a lot of the hormones that take care of this process. And it, the thing with the morning after pill is it is in such high doses of um, uh, hormone suppressants. Mm. And it inhibits the production of insulin in your body in the long run. It messes up your ability to, your uterus's ability to create a lining that can ca- that can carry a baby to yes. term it stops the eggs from moving through the fallopian tubes so into your uterus geez. this is what the it does effects, so the morning after pill seriously is not one that you take every morning after uh-uh. it is as Kaz says twice a year should be the max if, uh, if at all if at all yeah, but uh, you know just be mindful of the things that you're about to get yourself into and then take precautions there okay so thank you for answering that question by the way because I just didn't know what to say after, <laughs> after <laughs> um, moving on to the next question yeah. this one comes from a gentleman called Ngige he says he wants to know about the injection how long it lasts he says if my girlfriend has been on it for five years and we now want to get pregnant how long do we have to wait after she stops taking the injection I mean, I've heard people have to wait for as long as a year, two years. And the thing about pregnancy is, okay, because we've been doing so many things for so many years that are inhibiting our ability to get pregnant, you cannot expect your body to repair after a month or three months or even six months it's like imagine that she's been on it for five years doesn't she have to give her body at least that much time to get back into its natural processes Mm -hmm. if we are inhibiting just the function of our bodies Mm -hmm. and you can do that in many ways you know you can Go go back to the doctor and start getting hormone increases, like the reversal, like the reversal of what you've been do- doing, mm-hmm. which you know is what ends up happening with women having triplets because mm-hmm. um, IVF is high doses of hormonal treatment mm-hmm. in a woman. It includes high doses of hormonal treatment, so you're doing the reverse of what you've been doing. And the idea for me always is always a holistic approach. It's like how can I heal my body in the most natural way possible? What are the things that will increase your chances of getting pregnant? And it's every Everything from food to exercise to your state of mind to how much you love each other. Yeah. And it's not just about is my uterus. It's not a switch. Yeah. Yeah. That's not how our bodies work. Yeah. And we just have to be smart about this. That's why it's very important before you start to get onto any contraceptive method that uses, you know, the the suppression the suppression of hormones to really talk to each other about what you're doing mm-hmm. to each other. To my body, perhaps. Like if we want a kid in five years, that means that I have to get off the Depovera injection maybe after two years and then spend the next three years using a natural method like a condom, perhaps. Yes. Just so my body starts getting ready. And I think that answers the question of a condom in marriage. Yes. It's like you don't want to get pregnant. Wait, wait, wait. I haven't asked that question. I know, but then I saw the question, (laughs) right? But it also answers that question. Ask the question. Okay. (laughs) So um, I really just want to add on to that. Um, A lot of people's bodies are different and respond to things differently. So it's not necessarily that if somebody has been on the injection for five years, that it's not necessary that 
lady A will take five years to recover yeah. because it's possible that after two or three months, her body will recover. You know, people are different and their bodies recover different to different situations. Mm. I mean, for example, I have a cousin who was on the injection for two years and when she got off it three months later, she got pregnant. So they weren't even expecting it. For yeah. them, it was just like, oh, oh wow. Well, then, okay, <laughs> I guess... Uh, I guess we're having a baby. <laughs> yeah, so it is a very individual thing. Yes. Um, which, okay, now brings me on to that next question. Where is it? Actually, that's exactly what it is. What is the use of condoms in a marriage and are there other forms of contraception for married couples? I mean, condoms for me are basically non-hormonal. That's the only thing. It's like the woman doesn't want to put anything into her body that messes up with her hormones. And possibly the protection of, di- of, of yourself from disease. But yeah. in... in I don't know what the term marriage is supposed to change about yeah. the fact it, it that we're just a heterosexual like remove, couple. Remove things. Everything, you know. You don't just go into a marriage and remove the condom. <laughs> you know, it's like flying into a room and removing your clothes. You know, as everything, you can decide to use a condom, which yes. doesn't affect you in any way apart from his pleasure, your pleasure. That changes. But then that's another discussion for the two of you. So the role of a condom is if you don't want to use hormones or you don't want to use, yes. you know, anything. You that don't want to change your, your body, the way your body is functioning. Mm-hmm. Then there's absolutely nothing wrong with using a condom i know a lot of people associate it with not trusting your partner but then um at the end of the day that conversation is something that you have to be able to have with your partner yeah (laughs) (laughs) and um while we're talking about marriages a lot of um another form of contraception by the way is the one that they call withdrawal or pulling out yeah just before the big oh yeah this is actually one of the highest risks of contraception because um even before a man um, has an orgasm or comes inside his um, partner there's uh, the fluid that it already comes out of the penis before the ejaculation and some of that fluid is already carrying sperm so chances of a woman getting pregnant are actually higher than using any other form of contraception yeah so don't use this method and then jump around in your compound like yeah. i hear some <laughs> yeah. of us are doing <laughs> Jumping around in our compound. Jumping around to let whatever sperm got in (gasps) drop out. You can't be jumping around and hoping that the sperm is going to come out. Or douching or taking hot showers because these are some of the myths that people believe. Old wives' tales. Old wives' tales. (laughs) Okay, and just because we're running out of time, we have one more question from a girl called um, Mercy. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, that was the question about the condoms from Mercy. This question is from Jimo. He says this, with the P2 pill in the market, in Kenya right now there's a lot of um, counterfeit ones and how do you know which one is real I think we actually already answered this question yeah like yeah. just don't use a P2 pill more than twice a year yeah if you can avoid it so let's assume that they're all fake <laughs> and that they're all gonna mess you up and you're gonna get pregnant anyway and because I mean this question is coming from a man yeah. I just feel first of all that Unless you're talking about a regular partner, somebody that you're constantly having sex with, then you definitely need to discuss discuss all of these. (laughs) I am also just a Kenyan. (laughs) You also need to discuss all of these methods of contraception that we've talked about. And again, I said all of the information is available on the cunninglinguistblog.wordpress.com. If this is a regular partner that you have, you have to have this conversation. But if you're sleeping with many different people, 
no judgment here, um, then please be safe and use a condom because mm. other than pregnancies, there's so many other things that we don't need in our lives. Yeah, true that. And it is called the emergency morning after pill for something. Yeah. You don't go into the emergency room to have a cup of coffee and then go into the emergency room to get a slice of bread and then go back into the emergency room to get... Have you heard that you song? Know? No. Emergency pill. <laughs> You haven't heard it? I'm going to play it for you just now. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being with us on The Spread today. Yes. So this podcast is going to be talking about everything sex, sex positive. Please write to us. Let us know if there's any topic in particular you'd like us to touch on. That's thespreadkenya at gmail.com. I'm so happy. And don't forget, if you want to read about what we've talked about today, get on the Cunning Linguist blog. blog. Dot wordpress.com. Cunning, the Cunning Linguist blog dot wordpress.com. Absolutely. And thank you so much for being here. Ciao, baby. Bye. Have a lovely time in your bedroom tonight.